0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. I'm Onyx Stone. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're having a good day. It is a lot going on everywhere, but actually where I am, the sun is shining, so I won't complain. Last time we were together, I mentioned this word, lament. And as I thought about it, I thought we'd talk some more about lamenting. A few weeks ago, We touched on, not really very deeply, but just touched on um, grief and loss and trauma. But in thinking about lament um, and what lamenting does for us, how it is actually a pathway to a form of healing that, at least spiritually um, we will need individually and collectively um, and it helps us get to a place where from our sorrow and from our pain, from our heartache, we are so confident in what we believe what we believe about God. Um, for those who read the Bible, two powerful, powerful laments in the book of Psalms found in Psalm 42 and Psalms 43. And the psalmist asked the question, why are you cast down? Or why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. And so part of the one, of, one of the ways in which the psalmist is working through the feeling that he is dealing with is he's talking himself through it. What we say to ourselves as we're going through things is very, very powerful. What you feed yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, what you take chunks out of. It matters because it's going to come out one way or another. And so for him, as his soul is downcast, as he is um, remembering who God was, he's remembering that even now in this place of deep pain, I'm crying out to you, God. And as I'm talking to God, I'm talking to myself because wherever we are, God is. God is present. God is everywhere. And so I often hear people, you know, they say things and sometimes I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know where they got that line of thinking and thought from. But, you know, it's these people who if they see a pastor or they see somebody who's clergy, it's like, let me pull up for you. Pull up for yourself. Do that for you. You don't have to do that for me. Because before I got here or before anyone else was here, guess what? God is always there. And when you and I are always in the mindset that whatever it is we're doing, God is a part of it. We begin to think differently. We begin to live differently. We begin to do differently and we become different. And so the lament, um, it's a deep expression of sorrow and grief and, and mourning. Mourning relates us right back to loss leads us right back to grief, or for some people, even trauma, that it's okay to mourn. Um, I can remember vaguely the first funeral that I went to, and I say vaguely because I was maybe like five or six. Um, my great uncle died, but his church was literally around the corner from where we lived. So we just walked over there, And um, but I remember playing <laughs> me and my cousins, me and my other cousins who were um, in my age group, I remember we were playing in someone's car. Now, I'm sure the adults were very sad and mournful. I really don't recall. I don't remember. I don't remember much about that day except my cousin and I playing in a car. (laughs) And Um, You know, of course, the next funeral I will go to will be a very traumatic event for me. And I certainly didn't want to play that day right now. I'm growing up. I'm growing towards adulthood. I'm becoming a different person. And um, I probably have still approached Funerals, grief, and loss—in that way that you know—I should have a certain response to what is happening, um, because you can't be too happy, right? If you're too happy, there's something wrong with you. Um, if you're if you're too sad, there, there's something wrong with you too. Um, and so, trying to really master what is the correct response to ultimately your feelings—that's kind of difficult. Um, because a lot of times we're allowing what everyone else thinks and how everyone else is feeling for that to filter into our response. I remember when I was doing hospice and doing grief counseling, there was one man, his wife had recently died, and all he did was cry the entire session every week until you know he started crying less. But all he did was cry. And there was another woman and she, you know, very much missed her husband who had died in their family home. And she just, for the life of her, she loved him so much. She couldn't understand why her children no longer wanted to come to the house where the father had died. I said, I can definitely understand, you know, your position, but I can also understand their position as well. Then there was this one woman. I'll never forget her. I don't remember her name I do remember what she looked like, but she was in an entire mood. (laughs) She said midway, she said, I don't mean to be disrespectful. You are probably a wonderful teacher. She said, but this is not the class for me because I'm actually happy that my husband is dead. Whoa. (laughs) So the whole class stopped because, you know, everybody in there is sad. Right. That is what we're supposed to be doing. Our parent has died. Our spouse has died. Thank God no one in there had lost a child. Um, That would have been a completely different class. But, you know, for most people, it was either a parent or a spouse that had had died. And so she was like, I don't mean to be disrespectful. She said, but this is not the class for me because I'm actually glad. She said, because if he didn't die, Caring for him was going to kill me. She said, so I know that I won't be back. Ma'am, I completely (laughs) understood and still to this day understand what that woman was talking about. The entire time she had been caring for him, she had probably been in a personal, mournful, lamenting spirit and no one saw it. No one saw it. So by the time it was all over for her, she was at the place where she had a joy that many folks will be like, how does she, why is she, she's done her work. She's done her work. And even if people work differently than you and I, their thought process is different. Thank God. Thank God. We all don't think the same. Thank God. We are all not the same. Because many of us, if we say it out loud, that some things have to die, not people, I'm not talking about people, or that there have been some people in our lives when they're, when they pass, it cleared up some things because being around them, being around them for some people is a painful reminder. Being around them was a painful reminder of abandonment issues. And you can't go live a full productive life because of the abandonment issues. And you get in your own way and self sabotage things. So when they die, you didn't want to be too happy. You had to temper it just right. Get it just right. Because if it's not just right, the people will have something to say. And so we put up a lot of times performance. We're really good at performing and acting and managing our emotions but you know what when it's in lament it's nothing to me it's so deep it's so powerful it comes from our depths it comes from the, the pit of us you can't control that you shouldn't you should just free fall let them have it and 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 release that I wonder what If we're holding on to uh, so many of our different emotions, right, and that all of our emotions are not healthy, all of our emotions are not um, productive, all of our emotions are not good. Um, I wonder just if it was to be rationed, um, you know a rationale of what we're doing and, and a percentage of things, how much of that is good and how much of that is not so good? I like the movie, parents, you probably know this, the movie, what is it? Uh, oh, it's the movie, it's a, a Pixar with emotions. In and out, in and out. I like the movie In and Out. And so the inner emotions of the little girl were so busy trying to keep everything performing and functioning so really and at the end of the movie they realize it's all normal right so the things that we're trying to keep in place and keep in check that, that on some level we're supposed to feel that way and so riley that was the character's name little riley um we're supposed to feel that way and the more we try to um think we're managing we're actually mismanaging we're also um not being honest. We're not being authentic. That lamenting and grief are a part of life. And so on a larger level, you know, think about what your lament means. Think about how powerful your lament is, right? That in the Bible, there are individual laments, and then there are these communal laments. And that this community, this congregation of people of faith, these worshipers they came together collectively to cry out to God individually they were crying out but also as a community right making it more powerful here they are from their depths crying out to God and this season of lament that we're in um i just want to be very honest And say it's not going to end the day that every state is open and every state is back at what we believe is normal and everything is as it was. No, no. Um, We probably collectively won't even get to a place where lament is a part of the vocabulary. And terminology that we're using as a nation, as a world, right? Because it's not just the United States, but as a world we try to recover from this pandemic. And the individual losses. And I'm not even talking about those that have lost family members. Um, but just what people have lost for a day to day. I will will admit to you that I have missed getting up and getting ready to go to work. (laughs) That has been a loss that I I have missed the time that I was set aside to prep and prime myself for work. And yeah, I miss that. It's been a loss that there have been days where I haven't done what I would typically do. And so it's not missing the being, no, it's, it's not that. It's missing that all of that for me was an act of self-care, getting up, putting on the clothes, um, making sure that I looked a way that I like to look because I'm looking like that for me. So it's not about the people. And you know what? Even though it's a loss, I have come to the place where at least three days a week, we're not going to lounge around in the house clothes. We're, we're not, we're not doing that. Because I recognize what it is and how, how I can recover, right? So it's not a total loss, but how I can recover those small things. And as big as everything is right now, as much as, as much as is going on right now, really all you can do is what you can do. And celebrate that. That even in the grief that you're feeling, even in this mourning, this mournful state, it might be sadness. You know, for some people, especially a lot of children, excuse me, um, as we grow, some of us are not allowed to express our feelings of sadness, right? That we have to have a smile plastered on our face at all times. And it just is not working right now. And the more you try to smile, the heavier that becomes. So, Manage and do what you can, right? And if you need to cry, please do. Please don't think that your tears are a bad thing. They're actually beautiful. I love to see people cry. Actually, and especially, I love it when men are vulnerable enough to cry. There is nothing stronger to me than a man who can cry and is not afraid to let his woman or his mate see him cry. My God. But crying Helps get some of that pressure that you're feeling off, I And mean, if you have to cry every day, go ahead and cry because one day you won't cry anymore. At least not like that. And the tears that were once sadness, they can become tears of joy. That joy is the the other side of everything you and I are going through. But while we're going through what we're going through, we can have joy. That's why we have hope. <laughs> hope gives us that hold. Hope will hold you. Hope will hold you. Without hope, what on earth do we have? So um, we're going to keep pushing And for some of us, that might be a little bit easier. If you have something that you can give away, whether it's an extra 10 minutes to call someone and check on them, don't text people at this time. Pick up the phone, old school, send somebody a card, let them know, I was just thinking about you. You came across my mind. Just wanna check on you. At this point in time, I really don't believe we really know what people are dealing with. And so everyone knows at least one person who is directly physically impacted by COVID-19, either they have the virus, they have survived the virus, they're working in a hospital, they are doing something on the front lines. Everybody knows at least one person that is impacted by the virus. So do what you can. If you can call somebody, do that. If you can, if you are the household that has been able to um, get some supplies, uh, can't talk. Excuse me. If you are the household that has managed to get some supplies and um, you know you have some extra, God is the God of abundance. Maybe there's somebody that you know who doesn't have anything or is down to their last. And if you are the house of abundance, please, you can share. Absolutely, you can. I just saw an article the other day. Actually, I thought it was so disgusting as I've talked about greed and the behavior of people. This man saw that COVID-19, he was in Tennessee. He saw that COVID-19 was going to be um, what it is. He went to all of these stores, bought up all of these supplies. I think he has about 18,000 things of hand sanitizer, cleaner, wipes, just disgusting. And he was selling it for profit. And um, Amazon said, no, we're going to shut that down. But of course, why are they shutting it down? Not because what he's doing is immoral, but because they want to get some money, right? So evil, greed, corruption, they recognize the spirit on each other and you know, when they asked him, he was like, yeah, one thing of hand sanitizer sold for $70. How could you in good conscience sell somebody hand sanitizer for $70 right now? Like, is it really just about making money? Because there are people that have money and cannot get things, right? When, when, when everything first broke out, I was like, I have money, but I mean, I just want some, some paper towels. <laughs> That's all. I, I want some, I needed some paper towels and I was looking and I was hunting and I was talking to someone one day and they said, don't worry, I got you. I got, I'll i give you three rolls. And that was enough to carry me over. And so when I talk about this, being able to share, right, and give back, um, is something that we can all do, even in our place of lament, even from our place of grief, even in our place of sorrow. And if you are there right now we're holding you in the light we're praying for you and just praying that you will see better and brighter days but i just want to let you know that it might not be tomorrow and that's okay tomorrow is always another day and so for those who have been listening i thank you so much um next week i'm so excited because i just love to give stuff away um i just like to do stuff like that because that's who i am And I was like that before COVID. So two things. One thing I ordered, I was waiting for um, a notification that it was going to be shipped. And I got a notification yesterday. So um, I will announce that and how you can receive because i want to share so that's one of the things that i'm going to be giving away next week also um if you know someone who has not been able to get items for whatever reason if, if it has not been available um in stores they just don't have the resources um Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, So I want to gather some more things and and do a giveaway. I want to bless those. Um, My mom lives far from me and I've sent her some stuff and I was going to send her some more stuff and she said, I'm good. And so um, even outside of her, I was just going to do this to be a blessing to someone as much as we can. That's what we should all be doing. So I wish you the best. I wish you hope. I wish you... uh, I wish you hope on today, yeah. That's enough, really. If we have hope in these dark and dreary and dreadful times that we live in, we can, uh, we can, we can keep pushing and persevering. Um, certainly, I'm leaving you with hope. Do not, do not, do not. I know you won't though. You won't be drinking any disinfectant because that's not who you are. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Onyx Stone. Stay tuned for um, the giveaway and you have a wonderful day.